This is The Space Shot, episode 89 for August 11th, 2017. Lunar Orbiter 1. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. Remember, I'm giving away Space Shot stickers, so when you mention the podcast online, tag at John Molnix, and I'll make sure you get a sticker from the first batch. First, some space news. The SpaceX CRS-12 launch has been moved back to Monday the 14th. For my listeners in the Northern Hemisphere, the Perseid meteor shower is peaking this weekend. Look up to the constellation Perseus, and depending on the weather, you'll be able to see 40 to 50 meteors per hour. There would have been up to 150 per hour if it wasn't for the bright moonlight this time of the month. In the show notes, I'm linking to a NASA post by Bill Cook that goes over this year's shower in more detail. Now let's get back to where we were yesterday. On August 10th, 1966, the Lunar Orbiter 1 spacecraft launched on an Atlas Agena rocket from Cape Canaveral. The launch complex that this mission lifted off from was Launch Complex 13, which is now home to the SpaceX Landing Zone 1 that has been used on numerous occasions to land the first stage of the Falcon 9 booster. The SpaceX launch that's scheduled for Monday will see the first stage of the Falcon 9 land back at Landing Zone 1, so make sure you're able to watch that launch on Monday. After some back and forth between the House and Senate, the Lunar Orbiter mission was funded as part of the fiscal year 1964 budget. This week I read Destination Moon, A History of the Lunar Orbiter Program, and it's as much a story about exploring the unknown of the moon as it is about the political and contracting process of NASA missions. The Lunar Orbiter 1 mission also sent back the first picture of Earth while taken in lunar orbit. The spacecraft had an Eastman Kodak camera system, which used film for capturing images of the moon. Its film processing system didn't use wet chemicals, instead it used a new method that developed images recorded on the film using a dry process. Once the pictures were developed, they were scanned by another component of the photography system and then transmitted back to Earth. The Lunar Orbiter 1 mission ended early due to propellant shortages, but this first mission and the other four lunar orbiters that were launched ended up photographing 99% of the moon's surface. There were plans for a sixth mission. Boeing, the contractor for these spacecraft, had almost enough parts to build a sixth orbiter, but shifting personnel demands ultimately doomed this add-on mission. Also, the Lunar Orbiter 5 mission was successful enough that a sixth became unnecessary. These missions were crucial for the Apollo program. Having accurate knowledge of the terrain of landing sites was necessary in order to know if the lunar module would even be able to land. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd also appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends and family and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, The Enterprise. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.